You want your Burt Show in one full show every day, uninterrupted, and dang it, you don't want ads. No problem. Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Okay, early Burt Show listeners, let's see if you can help us get Cassie in a good mood this morning. She certainly needs it. And all we need from you, your gift to Cassie this morning, is telling us the good things that are going on in your life because she has none. <laughs> Zero. Nada. Less than none. one eight five five per show It's just been one of those runs. Usually when bad stuff happens to me, I'm like, this is a karmic balance of the universe. Like, something good's going to happen. But there gets to a point where you're like, okay, is there a lesson you're trying to teach me? Could you just spell it out? Because it sucks. So I had to euthanize my dog on Friday. She was old. We knew it was coming. Um, but then my my husband was had some symptoms all weekend and had to go to the ER on Sunday. And now we found out he needs surgery. So that's being scheduled. And then my son had a food allergy test on the Monday, which is really stressful if you've ever been through it. Feeding him things I know he's allergic to at the hospital where they could, you know, save him if anything happens. It's just been a cluster. <laughs> I, would like just, I would just like to hear some good news. I just want to, I want to, I want to live yes. through the joy of other people. Well, there's one of two ways you could have gone with this, which is, which is promising. You could have said, hey, misery loves company. And we could have taken calls from people that are in the exact same crappy situation you are. Or you turn it around with some positivity. So that's what we're going to try today. Yes, because okay. all I have to do is open Twitter or TikTok to get the misery. All right. <laughs> right. So finding the good news is a little harder. Okay. one eight five five Burt Show. Um, these are things going on personally in our life, Or you're looking at like stories. No, of- personally. Oh, okay. I, I want to hear people's wins. Like it, it doesn't matter. Even if you're like, I said I was going to get up at 5 a.m. And finally today I did it. I just want here wins. Yeah, I got one yesterday. Um, and if you've ever been in therapy, you know how good this feels. It was my first therapy session in a month and I didn't even need the whole hour. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm in just really feeling in such a great place over the course of the last like six or eight weeks. Like I've been giving myself the small wins. I've been really disciplined. This dry January thing was kind of a springboard also. Uh, I'm feeling healthy. I'm getting rest. I'm getting back to being myself. So we were just sitting there kind of looking at each other on a Zoom call about 45 minutes in. I'm like, I pay for this. I don't have to be here to be silent. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And then I made an appointment for another month because I feel so great right now. Good for you. I would be the complete opposite because I'm like, no, I paid for this. I'm sitting here for the entire hour. (laughs) I will cry. I am going to get my money's worth. I'd rather pay for just the silence than keep talking. (laughs) How about you? Awesome. Yeah, it felt good. A quick note for everyone else: if you're in your, if you're in a great place mentally, don't call. (laughs) 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 Um, We have been struggling recently with getting Jimmy to go to bed and take naps easily and last night we had an uneventful uh bath he brushed his teeth what? without me having to beg and plead we went into the nursery got his diaper on no problem got his pjs on no problem put the lotion on his stinky toes no problem <laughs> read a book, no problem, said our I love you's no problem. Then Dada came in, and Dada, he gave me a kiss, said goodnight, Dada put him down. Wham, bam, Man. thank you, ma'am. Oh, Man. that's a big one. This is the parenting version of today was a good day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to use my AK. <laughs> um, I, I am struggling because I thought we were coming with somebody else's wins. and you I fin- did, too. I had yeah. that as well, so I just that was on the fly. Well, I'm not winning. 
So I'm, <laughs> at all? Uh, Come I'm, on, I'm man. racking my brain, man. Okay, I, this is a good lesson right here. This is a really good lesson because if you start the day or you're going through the day and you're like, oh, what a crappy day, nothing is going right. If you do enough digging, you will find some gratitude somewhere in there. Come on. Um, or you could just revel in your misery with I, me. <laughs> I, okay, I, I came up with a plan for myself. Um, and I didn't tell anybody because I feel like when I tell, when I speak about it, uh, it becomes harder. And so for, I'm on day 29, I told myself for 30 days straight, I was going to eat right and work out and make no excuses about it and do it. And it's day 29. So I got one more day. That's huge. Is it? Yeah. I I do think that those small wins right there. And I think that you and I are similar in the head. Uh, discipline feels good for us. Yeah, for sure. Like when we put goals on the table uh, and we actually do them and we're tempted with the beer or we're tempted with the crumble cookie. Um, <laughs> that when you succeed in those areas, those are those are small, big wins. That's valid because this is like the third time I'm trying and the first two I failed. So I, I'm going <laughs> to actually do it this time. So that does feel good. All right, Abby. All right. I also thought we were coming in with other people's wins, so I had to think about all the good things going on in my life, and I was like, shoot, did I have a good day yesterday? And I actually did. <gasps> so the <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> I had a great day yesterday. So out of nowhere, because I'm filling the days with with stuff other than swiping on the dating apps, is I've decided to plan an international girls trip with the One Less Lonely Girls Squad. Whoa. And I need a certain amount of people to respond to like this, uh, this travel group that's going to help plan it. And I'm only... Only 39 people away, and then we will hopefully be taking the girlies to Dublin, Ireland. Wow. That's I mean, that's exciting. Cool. I'm so excited. What? Y- yes. That's fantastic. I yeah. know. So I'm really pumped. So if you want to come to Ireland, let's go eat some potatoes together. It <laughs> <laughs> might kick you out of the country for talking like that. Yeah. <laughs> My Irish ancestors are rolling over in their grave. And you can't have a penis to go on this trip. Uh, if you're gay, you can, but this okay. is for the girls and the gays and the bays. Intern <laughs> okay. Caroline wants in on this? Yeah. Okay. You have a small win. I have a small win. Yeah. Today is 30 days sober for you, so I'm going to give you an AA 30 day check. Oh my God. Okay. I didn't. Because right, I'm that's so serious. proud yeah, of you. Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Okay, so, have you used this before? Is this one you got? It's my husband's. It's your husband's? Yeah. You want to get into this? Sure. Okay. We can. Um, he's been clean and sober for how long? Uh, March will be five years. Wow. Good for wow. That's awesome. Okay. Congrats. And you guys were together when he started this journey also? We were. Yeah. Okay. And um, I did it with him for like a year and a half. So I was sober with him for a year and a half and did the program. And um, after I had my son, I was just like, this isn't for me. This is not where <laughs> <laughs> um, That's where I get off. I have, have a lot of issues. Yeah, I have some issues of my own. So, um... When I heard that you were doing Dry January, I was just like, let me bring in Bert a 30-day sober Thank tip. Well, I appreciate that's it. That's so sweet. I'll be giving, yeah, it, back. I'll be giving it back to you tomorrow. <laughs> no, but. so it's actually mine. It's actually mine, the one I was given, so I just figured I'd give it to you. You so. know, I will say this about this whole month, and I'll get into it more tomorrow because I still I could I could stumble tonight. Get through today. I know, I'm going out with a friend tonight. Get through today. You're risking it tonight going out. You can't drink unless it melts in your mouth. Okay, fair enough. I, I'm not going to stumble tonight. Um, but um, it has been relatively easy 
I got to be honest with you. Uh, I haven't really, I've been tempted a couple of times because I've put myself purposely into situations that would challenge me and they were challenging. Um, like this month, I was a designated driver for the first time in my life. I swear to you, first time, <laughs> which is so funny because now I can almost hear dozens of times my friends going, hey, let's just ask Bert to drive to, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was relatively easy. So Good. Yeah. It felt good. It felt really good. Uh, good morning, Scott. You're on the Bird Show. Cassie needs your positive story because her life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, so uh, the other day I was just running a few errands. Um, there was an elderly lady at the cash register. She looked like she was just not having the best day. Uh, so in the store, I went ahead and just bought her a, a little bouquet of flowers. Um, and at, at the end of it, I just handed it to her. Um, and it just brought a huge smile to her face. So... And it wasn't quite like a win for me, but, you know, it brightened somebody else's day up. So I just thought that was nice, and I figured I'd share that with you guys. No, thank you for sharing. That That, that is a win for you, and I think more people need for to sure. recognize it when it, when they can brighten somebody. One small gesture can literally change the course of somebody's yeah, day. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Tammy, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Tell Cassie something good because her life sucks. <laughs> Good morning. Number one, today is Wednesday. I tell everybody at work it is a day of wins. Therefore, I spell it W-I-N-S-S. Okay. That is how I greet everybody. So I've also been battling cancer since 2020, and I've had five tumors removed. I get to go to work every single day. My first round of immunotherapy treatment back in 2020 goes so well. It's really bad. But this time around, they put me on a new drug, and I've been able to pass the third treatment as of two Fridays ago. And so far, so good, and I might even be able to go on a cruise this time around. Yay! That is amazing. Now, if that doesn't put things in perspective right there. Yep. Um, congratulations on your strength and your discipline. And um, that must have been a really, really difficult time and a difficult challenge. <laughs> this is the perspective we're talking about right here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Mine is the best, best case scenario. It could be 10 times, 100 times worse. I've got the best case scenario when it comes to melanoma tumors. Well, we're very happy for you. And, Tammy, keep us updated. And call us on another Wednesday once you finish your treatment, okay? Definitely. I've been with y'all since before you got here. So, I love y'all. This is fabulous. Thank you. That's also a win for you for putting up with Bert this long. So, God bless you. That's true discipline. (laughs) (laughs) The Bert Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. There's an iconic scene in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days where Kate Hudson's character is singing You're So Vain. And it's really adorable, but it's really bad. So when I heard that Kate Hudson was putting out new music, I was like, okay, interesting. Nice pivot here, but uh, she has released her first single. It's called Talk About Love. It's co-written by Linda Perry and her fiancé. She says, you only have one first single, and I wanted it to be something delicious and sexy and all the things I believe in. Now, she's got a stunning voice. Yeah, she she's really talented, and she... Uh, she did an interview with American Songwriter where she was talking about why this is the time that she wants to put out new music because I think most audiences are kind of like, okay, well, we only know you as a as an actress, so why, you know, after so many years in the entertainment industry when you probably had so many opportunities to do this, why now? Singing was something I always wanted to do, musical theater. I love to sing, but writing was is like, that's where I like 
would disappear to, I guess. And then when I started, you know, getting cast in movies, my career went from like zero to a hundred very fast. And there isn't really a lot of, at that time, if you became well-known as an actor, kind of then trying to become a singer is sort of like, don't break what's not broken, you know? And so I realized and kind of went, well, I guess that won't happen for me. But I still, you know, kept it to myself and continued to write music. So good for her for finally doing it. Mm-hmm. But clearly she wasn't a Disney Channel star because once once you get on that Disney Channel, they want you to be a singer, right. an actress, a rapper. They want you to do everything. So good for you, Kate Hudson. Uh, Cassie, I know in a previous segment we were trying to get you in a good mood. And if we couldn't get you there before, I think we can get you there now because Justin Timberlake just revealed something on the Kelly Clarkson show that I think is going to make you really happy. I'm like, God, I'm like, God, I can't oh wait. My God. Okay. I can't wait. So Justin Timberlake, he appeared on the Kelly Clarkson show and teased that NSYNC has been making music what? together. <laughs> All you had to do is tell me that story last week. That's amazing. <laughs> we've been in the studio. He, this is what he's saying. He said, we've been in the studio. There, so there may have been a little something in the future. It's kind of crazy. There's so much that picks up right where we left off as far as chemistry. Uh, they obviously appeared during the TV Music Awards, and I think maybe we might get a little performance from them with a new song. I can feel it in my bones. Oh my God, because JT is going on tour. Do you think they might show up at a show as surprise guests and perform the song? I would not. <laughs> <laughs> is there like a certain city that's special to NSYNC that you think they would show up for? Atlanta, because I'm here. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. But they know Cassie's here. No, Justin's very partial to Memphis. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also Orlando is where right. NSYNC really got their roots with uh, Mickey Mouse Club and their first Disney concert special, which if you're my age, you have it on VHS somewhere in your house right now. Um, I bet it's for Pigeon Forge. <laughs> that would rock. Actually, a concert at Dollywood would slap. I'm serious. Listen, this is just a heads up. If you see Justin Timberlake in Pigeon Forge, that's not Justin Timberlake. <laughs> you have had too much moonshine. It's, it's Justin Woodpond. <laughs> so Justin Timberlake also has a new song out that he just debuted over the weekend. It's called Sanctified. It's a good one. So I go through ebbs and flows with his albums. Like, I like one and then I don't. But this is kind of the future sex love sounds style mm-hmm. almost. And I really love that album. That so, so good. I'm that s- album. Hearing this, I'm super stoked. That was like my go-to dating album for a little bit there. It's so good. Yeah. Him and Timbaland, though, are a match made in heaven. Thanks. Timbaland and Timberlake. Yeah. All right. So this is some good news. But I do kind of feel like it could have been better news. So I don't understand how Travis Scott, after seeing Drake give away Birkins and like... Thousands and thousands of dollars to his fans. Vacations. How was he going to just surprise somebody with $5,000 and think, you don't think he could have done like a little bit more? (laughs) So during his tour stop in Miami, he noticed that a janitor was cleaning up around the center and he decided to say, hey, today you're going to be off. Somebody get my guy $5,000. I want you to just take off the day. I've just seen you come out the back. I don't know who the bleep told you to get a mop. Only way he clocking in is if he can rage. <laughs> so he wanted him to party with $5,000. That's dope. It's so dope. I'm just being a hater. Because <laughs> like, if I'm the janitor, I'll be like, where's my Birkin? <laughs> I should have been cleaning up at a Drake concert. Are you kidding me? All right, Megan Thee Stallion just upped her security at a cemetery. I'll explain why on your next Evas on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Don't ever open a door for a woman. Never. Never. Is what Shaq says, okay? He doesn't say that? Not, not a no. door. Just open up, period. Period. 
What do you mean open up? Never period? open up, like be vulnerable. Oh, and I thought he was talking about a, I thought he was talking about a door. No, we're no. going way deeper here. <laughs> never, like, oh, wait, wait. never open up emotionally yes. to a woman is what he's saying? Yeah. yeah. Oh, now we're really getting... Oh, all right. that's sad. This is going to take longer than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is Shaq on his podcast right here. Open up to a woman? Yeah. Never. No. Never. <laughs> When's the last time you think you've opened up to a woman? We don't. In your whole life? Bro. I'm telling you, man, got players like like I, I couldn't. Me and him related. Yeah, this is our first time meeting, yeah, but I, I just you yeah, guys, there's no, some connection here. Oh no, no. they gonna tell you you can't because you know why? But it's a trap because you know why? I'm trapped. No, no, like because, a mother. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. Because <laughs> once you do, whenever something go down, they gonna throw it back in your face. Well, that's I've had that's why. Real. That's why. So you can't ever. That's why you cry because your dad yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Shaq single. Um, <laughs> so it's not a door. It's no. the door to your heart. Yes, there you go. <laughs> okay. There you go. Never open up to a woman because if you do, when things go sideways, she will throw it in your face is what he's saying. That's such a slam at women. Mm-hmm. If it you is. think about it, like like if you if you're a man and you are like if you're a man and you're vulnerable about your emotions and you open up and share something that we're going to throw it back in your face. I'm sure there are some women who will do that, who have done that. Oh, I've had it done to me. Yes. I am sure. But to say that you should be, let that one instance tarnish whatever relationship you have in the future by opening up to somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you, that's how you forge a deeper connection. I think there is like a mutual emotional contract that has to be made because I know where he's coming from here and it hurts when it's thrown back in your face like if I'm telling like my emotional scars from my childhood about my mom or my dad and you get into an argument and they throw it back in your face oh you're just like your dad you remember that one time you told me about blah 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 that hurts so bad because I I think as a general statement when it comes to dudes we're very very guarded so when we trust you enough with that kind of information when you throw that back in our face and we close down from that point forward that's kind of on y'all but I'm not saying that happens all the time. That's no. few and far between. Yeah, I, I know a lot of guys who feel like Shaq, who uh, they, they'd opened up once and it was thrown in their face or it was used against them and they just decided to never do it again. Mm. That, I, for a long time, I wouldn't do it. Like, I would just, I was very guarded, like you said, and I, I wouldn't do it at all. But it's it's like a lot of other things in life. It depends on the woman. And you learn that as you get older. Like, if you open up to a woman that you're not really serious with or you just having a, a, a moment with, then yeah, that's probably not the smartest thing to do. But your wife, uh, a lifelong partner, your mom, your grandmother, your sisters—like I feel like you should—you definitely have women in your life who you can open up to. You just gotta be smart about and it. And this goes both ways, of course. Yeah, it's not a gender-related uh-uh. thing. No, well, I feel like this is just such an unfair um, generalization, and I think men feel that when women are like, you know, like all men are cheaters. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. you can't trust. You know, it, it's something along those lines. And I just don't. Yeah, I, I think you're you're selling yourself and you're selling your relationship short by having that mentality. To so, be to be fair, he may be generalizing because that's the only experience he's had with women, which actually makes me really sad for him. If mm-hmm. every relationship mm-hmm. you've had with a woman, you've had something emotional and vulnerable thrown back in your face. Of if, if every guy cheated on me, of course I'm going to think, well, there's no way some guy could be faithful to me because your only experience, your only reference point is how someone hurt you. I also think him being Shaq 
plays a part in it because you typically hear about like spe- like big celebrities a, a lot of the time if you date women they, they're not keeping that to themselves like mm-hmm. they, they, gonna, they want somebody right. to know that they dated Shaq and what Shaq was like right. so it's probably even harder in a position like this so gentlemen open up your hearts and the door <laughs> it's kind of covered under the same umbrella open the door for them as well <laughs> I should really listen to the whole clip okay uh, Abby what is different Uh, between your adult relationships and your friendships when you are younger. Yeah, and this is a little obvious. Like, everyone knows once you get out of school and you get out of the routine of seeing your peers on a day-to-day basis, like, your relationships just change because you're not doing life with them like your your relationships start to fall in a very different category so I think this is going to resonate with a lot of people who feel like they don't quite understand why their adult relationships don't feel as deep as the ones um, that they had in school Um, so this is from a user called Bianca on TikTok and she put the perfect words this that really really resonated with me Be honest with yourself. Have most of your friendships devolved into catch-up friendships? I've never heard anyone talk about this, but it's something that nobody tells you about how your friendships change after college. When you're in school, you spend a lot of time with your friends, whether you're in classes together or you work together or you live together. That's like the beauty of college in a nutshell. Everyone you love is in one convenient five-block radius. And because you're able to see your friends so much, you're so much more intimately aware about what's going on in their lives and them with yours. So like every second isn't necessarily precious. A great social night with a friend of yours might just be like watching a movie together or like hanging inside. As you get to see them so much, coexistence is still a beautiful way to connect. But after you graduate, inevitably your friendships will splinter. Maybe you'll move to a different city from a lot of your friends. You'll take on a job that keeps a lot of your hours busy so you don't get to talk to people as much. So maintaining those friendships from school is a lot less about coexisting and more about organizing discreet dinners or drinks or FaceTimes or phone calls to catch up. And at first you think you're going to talk to these people a ton. And maybe you can manage that for some of your closest friends. But inevitably you can't handle keeping in touch with so many people on such a regular basis. Yeah, so I was noticing that in a lot of my friendships. Like, I have friends who live across the country. I still got friends back in Florida. I've got friends who live up in New York. And I realized, I'm like, oh, my God, I do this, like, once a month with them where I'm like, hey, do you have time to call? Do you have time to FaceTime? And we do the whole thing where it's a three-hour FaceTime (laughs) conversation where all we're doing is catching up. And then by the time the three hours runs out, I realize, oh, now we're on to new material. Like, that was just the last three months of your life. And now we're talking about what you did today. And so for me, I realized I even kind of do that with the people that live in this city as well. Like I realized that I am such like a, I don't know if this is a part of my OCD, but I always need to have something on the calendar. Like if I'm going to hang out with someone, I need to be like, Hey, Friday at seven, let's get drinks. And then that's the plan that I've made. And I've realized I would probably have a lot more deeper and more intimate relationships if I did what I did in college, where you really do life with someone where if you're going to Target, you would call down the hall and say, hey, does anyone want to go to Target with me? And then while you're roaming the aisles, you're hearing about that hookup they had last night. You're hearing about the things that you wouldn't normally get on like a three hour FaceTime phone call when you're just catching up. Mm-hmm. So, I miss the errand buddies. Oh, the errand buddies yeah. where you're just like, oh, what do you need? And do, do you want to make dinner later this week? It just feels more of like what people say when you need a village in your life, a village of supporters. Um, and so for me, my goal with my friendships now is to be less like, oh, I've got to wait till Friday to go get dinner with someone and to make plans throughout the week where it's more of like you're doing life. So you feel more of like you have that village around you. I feel like your circle just becomes smaller also as you get older as well. 
so you don't have to keep connected with as many people. It just kind of happens organically. The ones that are supposed to stay, stay, and the yeah. ones that fall off, fall off. Right. It's definitely too, something to like kind of growing up and growing apart from, I guess, people that you were friends with when you were younger because you become a different person. Mm-hmm. I know. But it does feel sad. I'm like, wow, why do I only have four friends now? <laughs> I used to have so many girls. <laughs> the Bird Show. All right, our intern Caroline got married how long ago? Uh, April will be two years. Two years. Yay. And you still hate that wedding day. Yeah. It's like <laughs> forever scarred in my brain. And I brought the question to you guys. Was I wrong for not letting my mom run my wedding? Run it? Run it. Run it. Okay. Like be your wedding coordinator and wedding planner? Everything. Everything. Now, knowing that she was not the coordinator and you hated the day, correct? Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what do you got? Um, yeah. So my husband and I, we got married on April 29th. Um, and we decided when we got engaged, we, my parents were like super happy and my mom was just like, Oh, we're going to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, no, we're not, we're not going to (laughs) do any of that. And we start going and planning the invitations, trying to find the venue and stuff. And it just was not going well. Like my voice was not being heard. And my husband decided we well we decided that we were going to just do it our own way so we got married on april 29th and then we got married a month later or married a month later we had our reception mm-hmm. a month later and um so at our wedding day we only had immediate family and my mom did not even like care she didn't smile in any of the pictures she wanted something big and grand yeah, for you guys she, yeah and she was mad that i took her show away. So yeah. it was just all yeah. around from the start, just not a good. Um, Don't you love when people bring that energy to something that's really special and important to right. you? Yeah. yeah. And like even picking out my, my wedding dress with her was just awful. Like I didn't get the one I wanted. It was oh. just, it was just all the way around horrible. So it really became more about her than it was about yeah, you. And right? Are you the only daughter? Yes. Okay. I am the only daughter. And she was like, we've waited years and years and years to do this. And I was just like, well, I just don't, I want to do it my way. And um, after it was all said and done, it was a month later and we had the reception. I have an amazing husband who I love dearly. He's probably the best thing I've ever had on this planet. And You can't say probably. You have yeah. to say he is. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she also has a child. Well, I, yeah. Oh, I do have a child. Yeah, well, that one, with that one, you can't have the other. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like my little family. I love the four of us, including the dog. There's four of us. Um, and we did our own thing. And my husband's family was so gracious. They decided to pay for the reception a month later. And um, they have a huge, stupid backyard that's like a resort. Like, I'm not even joking. It's like a resort. Um, And we had a nice food truck come, and we had a DJ, and it was beautiful. It was everything I could have. I got everything I wanted, but I didn't because I didn't have a single family member at my reception. Oh, God. They just decided not to go? They were certainly invited, but they're like they so offended. They were all invited. I sent the invitations, but not a single family member showed up so to my. Sorry. So sorry. Did you have any conference? Like, did you talk to anybody, or did anybody say anything? No one said a word. Really? No one said a word, and wow. I think it just had something to do with my mom because she's very controlling. Mm-hmm. And like a little backstory about my mom, she, um, I was like abused growing up mentally, verbally, all of that. So like I was put on a scale, and so it's just like. I hate talking about it because it's horrible, but this 
day was supposed to be the best day of my life, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And it's been hard. Oh, I can imagine. And was I the a-hole for not no. letting her run the show? Of Absolutely not. not. Oh. So, like, it's horrible. No, it's your special day. Yeah. It is my special day. <laughs> so this is where therapy comes into play, and it's huge. And you learn that... Um, there's probably like, it sounds like there's a little bit of people pleaser in there with you. And, yeah. you know, especially with family, you, you want to acquiesce to their needs and make sure they're happy and you put yourself on the back burner. But this was your wedding yeah. and this was your day. And I hope you get to a point where you can look back and say, this is what I wanted to do and I'm glad that I did it. Um, you, you get to a certain point and I'm, I'm hoping this for you, that you realize what people do what people say, how people act, how people treat you has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And that the only thing you can control is your reaction to them. So my hope for you is that you get to a point where there's strength in um, embracing and loving and accepting yourself and what goes on around you and not letting others' negativity impact what are supposed to be beautiful moments in your life. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, you know what? I want to add this also, but I don't want to take your angle. I want to take the parents' angle on it also because this is such a great example that I've learned over the years with my kids also is that parents, you got to remove your ego. Remove your ego from a, any relationship, but B, even the relationship you have with your kids, especially, the only thing that matters is your kids' happiness, period, right? Exactly. But we tend to trip that up because we don't meet our kids where they are. And in a case like this, she didn't meet you and hear you what with what you wanted to do that day. This is a glaring example of where I think a lot of parents get it wrong. Yeah, and I think my last question for you guys is... What about the photos? What do I do about the photos? Do I get, do I recreate them? How do I, how I do it? How do I go about that? Like I haven't printed a single one. No, I, I, I wouldn't recreate them again. I would try to dig deep and do the work and accept the day for what it is and love the, like it's about changing the mindset and the fact that your husband's family is so amazing and they opened up their backyard and there was all this love for them and they took care of it. Um, your family, that's their problem. That is not your problem. I would Amen. take the photos from that day and Photoshop in your mom's favorite celebrities <laughs> and tell her that she missed a hell of a day because all of her favorite celebs were there. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and then just send it to her. I'm calling my therapist today. <laughs> the Bird Show. When you move in with somebody, it's a very big deal. It's like the uh, pace lap to marriage, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Or for some... That is the marriage. That's it. (laughs) So you can imagine when your boyfriend and you decide to move in together that within those first couple of months, all of a sudden you're seeing some signs that dude might be screwing around, right? That's exactly where Sasha is right now. Hey, Sasha, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, we got some results for you because you kind of feel like, look, my boyfriend's, uh, my new boyfriend or your boyfriend that just moved in here, kind of sketchy with the phone when you guys are at home together, correct? Yeah, unfortunately. All right, give us the details of that again. Like he's angling the phone all weird and goes into another room and stuff, right? Yeah, he's been acting so strange. Like we recently moved in together a month ago and I'm seeing all these weird signs. He moves his phone so I can't see what he's doing. When he thinks I'm sleeping, he goes into the other room, grabs his phone late at night. So I don't want to know what he's doing. 
Right, that's pretty sketchy behavior. And we were trying to figure out yesterday, Mo, like what else could he be doing? Why would you do that unless you were trying to hide something? I mean, when you look at the fact that he's on, not only pushing the phone to the side when he's texting, but also leaving the room to text, it, it's it's hard to come up with anything other than the fact that he does appear to be doing something on his phone that he has no business doing. Kristen, just about every boyfriend you've ever had has cheated on you, so is this the kind of behavior you've seen before? Minus my husband. No, we didn't have cell phones back then. Uh, (laughs) Oh, such a safer time. (laughs) When you could get get away with your infidelity. (laughs) Now his digital footprint, man, it makes it a lot more difficult. Can't cheat in peace. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I feel bad for guys and women out there. It's a lot lot harder to cheat these days. (laughs) What a shame. With your digital footprint and social media and cell phones and whatnot. Gotta try a lot harder now. Yeah, you yeah. do. You really do. All right, Sasha. So the seriousness uh, for you is real because you guys just moved in together when? Uh, literally a little over a month ago. A month ago. Okay. So, yeah, fidelity could be one um, reason that he's acting weird on his phone, but we came up with other possibilities as well. Yeah, he could be planning her a surprise party. Yep. And the party planning company is only open during the PM hours. So, of course, he has to text party planner. Exactly. We we talked about mm-hmm. that special jewelry store that's only open after 11 p.m. because <laughs> he is right. he is um, designing your engagement ring. Yeah. Midnight jewelry. Yes. He could be buying these diamonds from somewhere so far away. It's a different time zone. There you go. He's communicating with the UK. (laughs) The diamond capital of the world, London. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sasha. So you asked us to test him sort of secretly online last night to see if he was being faithful to you or not. So Kristen can take it from here. All right. So we did to catch a cheater Instagram scam um, because you said his behavior on his phone. He has social media. That's what's flown up the red flags for you and that has made you seem very sus of his behavior. So I had my friend um, with her burner account reach out to him and try to... Yes, it's entrapment. um, (laughs) Reach out to him and make contact with him. So we started off very sweet, very simple. She just responded, hey there. She waited for a while, no response. And then she hit him back up and said, you must be a busy guy if you're too busy to respond to DMs. Again, Sasha, no response. Atta boy. This guy. Okay. But third time's a charm. Okay. She hit him back up and says, okay, I can take a hint. You aren't interested in talking to me. And again, no response. But then he did respond. Oh, no. And he said, nope, I'm not. He's really faithful to a side piece, okay. (laughs) And she was like, got it. So he didn't take the bait on Instagram scam with my hottie friend. Um, So this doesn't explain his behavior on the phone, but at least that angle of it was not successful. Maybe your friend's not as hot anymore. Maybe. Maybe it's time to get another friend to do this for us. Maybe we need somebody younger. <laughs> Abby, you're going to have to enlist one of your friends. Some fresh I'll call him up. <laughs> uh, so, Sasha, this is good news. I mean, yeah. it's kind of inconclusive here, but at least we didn't bust them here. Well, it, it feels like right. now this, this is that part of the relationship that everyone hates where the best thing to do might be to talk to him. Oh! I know. Oh, I know. What do you mean? I know. Like, uh, actually, just ask him why he's being shady with his phone. Yeah, when you're laying in yeah. bed and he's he's got his phone tilted to the side, just be like, hey, what you looking at, buddy? Or if yeah. he gets up, just follow him into the next room. 
He can't, he can't have any processing now. He's going to love it. So here's how it goes, Sasha. You say, hey, so what are you looking at on your phone? And he goes, why are you being so controlling? What, you don't trust me? Then you know he's messing around. Uh, okay. When they turn yes. it around. When they turn it and around. And they gaslight you. you. Yep. Once Defensive. you go up in flames, you know something's going on. I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I trust you. I'm just curious. Um, so yeah, I mean, we can't, we don't give, we can't give you anything here this morning except, uh, I mean, in the oh. overall scheme of things, this is, this is what you want to hear. I have an idea and you can blame it on the birth show. Uh-oh. Here. Okay. Do this. Be like, all right. So I was listening to my favorite morning show and they had a test for all couples leading up to Valentine's day to see if this is a person you want to stay with and you have to trade phones for an hour. Wasn't this going on oh like TikTok for a while also where... Yeah. Uh, people were recording themselves, literally asking their significant other, "Hey, can yeah. I see your phone real quick?" Yep. and seeing what their response was. Mm. So, yeah, I saw that on Instagram a couple weeks yeah, later. Yeah. Um, so, I present that to him. Like, there, it's, it's a, oh, it's a bit good. the morning show is doing, and to test your relationship and to see if it's Ooh. worth keeping this person around for Valentine's Day, that you have to exchange phones for an hour with the passwords unlocked. Oh, do that tonight, and then report back to us tomorrow. That'll get you some answers right there. Right. His <laughs> initial response will we'll tell you everything yeah there yeah. you go you got nothing to hide he should have nothing to hide either and so you have a solid 60 minutes to go through each other's phone and then you can switch it back if, if, and if he hesitates for whatever reason then you have like um then then you have i feel like not permission but you're well within your right to be like what's going on he's not gonna let you look at that phone okay. ain't no way he, he's not gonna let you if, if no there's way. anything up at all <laughs> yes. he's not gonna let you look at that phone let us know tomorrow okay Okay. All right. Good luck. Bye bye. Oh, the panic on that guy's face. The panic will tell you everything. Every single thing you want to know. Get it? The Bird Show. All right, so we are living in a time now, and we take these calls from time to time from people that are just, like, throwing caution to the wind. They barely even know a dude. He's kind of a stranger, but you're going to fly across country or drive ac- across country and hang out with this dude in the name of love or like or a party or whatever. And our intern, Haley, did the exact same thing. But at least she's here to tell the story. <laughs> yeah, I flew across the country to a state I'd never been to to meet this guy to see if something could be there because I thought it would be. So a uh, little context, he played hockey for two years in Atlanta and the hockey season is like August to March ish. So in the off season, they go back home to kind of wherever like their family is. So his family's in Tulsa. He played in Atlanta for two years. He had left to go back to Tulsa April of 2021. And this is like the friend group that I was talking about. The first time I was, I was here is this terrible friend who introduced me to this friend group. They had all started talking about this kid named Holly, and everyone goes by their last name in hockey. So I was like, everyone's like, Holly's so funny. He's the life of the party. Holly's great. And I was like, well, I'm kind of new to this friend group. So when am I gonna? <laughs> when am I gonna meet this Holly kid? Like he sounds great. And they were like, oh well, he just moved back to Tulsa. And I was like, well, that that doesn't do anything for me, does it? Thanks, First of guys. all, I immediately believe that you're getting catfished if someone says that they grew up playing hockey in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Well, <laughs> if that, they would have said Montreal, yeah. I would have been like, okay, he's legit. No. So, yeah, everyone's like, oh, Holly's so great, whatever, blah, blah. So a few months go by where I just keep hearing about how awesome Holly is. So in the digital age that we're in, I go on to Snapchat one day, and he's on my suggested because we had a bunch of mutual friends since I had been friends with this um, this friend group for a while now. And so I saw him and I was like, oh, I'll just add him. And I, so I added him and he added me back. And so I sent the first message and I said, is this the Holly that everyone is talking about? And he said, it depends on who's talking <laughs> about me if I say yes or no. But he said yes. And that was August 13th of 2021. 
um, every single day for three months after that. We would FaceTime every day, just talk. I mean, we immediately clicked. Like, there was not a second where we didn't have something to talk about. There was no ever, like, what are you up to? Like, there was no, like, you know, WYD text or anything like that. Yeah, there was no small talk. Everything just came so natural and we ended up like accidentally falling asleep on the phone with each other and became those cringy people who like (laughs) fell asleep on the phone. So I was kind of slowly started introducing him into the conversations with my mom because I was 19 at this point. So I was like, she doesn't have to know kind of who I'm talking to, but if I end up flying to meet him, then I feel like I should start to introduce this a little sooner. Um, So she had kind of heard about him and knew of my friend Holly. And then we were in Arizona for a wedding in late October. And I said, I'm kind of asking you, but I'm also kind of just telling you because I'm over 18, but I'm going to fly and I'm going to go. I'm going to go meet him. I'm going to fly to Oklahoma and I'm going to meet him. And she was like. For the first time. For the first time. In person. In person. And you're doing this on your own dime, too. Yes. Okay. So I paid for my flight. I paid for the Airbnb and everything to go see him because I didn't want there to be any expectation of him. Like he, like he has to fly me out and all that. It's like I didn't, I didn't want to kind of put those like gender roles out there. Like, you know, if, if you want to meet me, you have to fly me out or anything like that. Or for him to expect something because he's the one who right. like, yeah, exactly. copped out the money yeah. to fly out there. And so I got my own Airbnb. Like he didn't even stay with me or anything either. Like we, I went out there on, in hopes of just like meeting him. So I told my mom and she was like, okay, like I can't stop you. So the least I can do is make sure you're safe doing it. You know, if I can't stop you, then I'm going to help you do it the right way. So she shoved a GPS tracker up your butt. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no. So she. Oh, they have those on your phone now. You don't have to yeah, do that. We have, we have fun, my friends. You, you can still put the phone up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be sure. That becomes a really different weekend. <laughs> yeah, the phone's getting a lot bigger now. Yeah. <laughs> so um, mid-November of 2021, I flew out there and I told him, I was like, I'm going to come see you. And he was like, uh, really? It's like, yeah, is, is that okay? And he was like, absolutely, that's okay. So it's a bold move. If he wasn't the one that said, hey, come see me. And mm-hmm. you're just like, no, I'm I was out like, to- I want to come meet you. And he was like, obviously, I want to meet you too. And I, I had trusted him at this point. And I also knew that some of my closest friends were his closest friends. Like people I trusted very much, trusted him very much. So there was no like, if it was like some guy I had never even heard of or whatever, I would not have done it. But I trusted people that trusted him. And mm-hmm. so that was enough for me. And I was also, I think I have a good head on my shoulders and I, I think I was smart about it. And so I, I land in Oklahoma City where he had played the following season. And I see him in the airport. And well, before I see him in the airport, I had I made him wait in baggage claim for me for like 20 minutes because I was so nervous. I, I had bet. to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so I was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes. And he was like, <laughs> so like, did you land? I was like, yeah, I'm still deplaning. <laughs> and he was like, okay, I'm still waiting here for you. So I see him in baggage claim. I run towards him. It's this moment. Like, I give him a huge hug, like, seeing him in person the first time. And he pulls me in, and he gives me the smallest peck Uh of a kiss. And I was like, what the hell was that? I said... We have one weekend together. I'm not wait. We're not. We're not <laughs> wasting time here. This is enough. Right. This is. You, you deserve yeah. more than a penny. Right. At this and point. so I pull him back in, and I kissed him like really kissed him. And then the whole weekend we spent together, it was the greatest weekend of my life. He asked me to be his girlfriend on November 13th, um, which is a coincidence because I have a 13 tattooed behind my ear that I had gotten before I'd even like met this guy and. 
And uh, here we are two and a half, almost two and a half years later. You're still going out with this dude? Yeah. Okay, and nice. I'm, I'm moving to Missouri to actually be with him in June. You are? Yeah. You are? Is that ring on your ring finger from him? Um, no, it's from my mom. Okay. Oh, okay. No, she got this ring and she wore it on her ring finger before my stepdad proposed to her. So on my 21st, she gave it to me. So now I wear it before he will propose to me. Dang. So sometimes it's worth the risk it worked, like that. It yeah. worked out very well. You survived the weekend with your life. I did, yeah. He was a real person. And now I can say I've been to Oklahoma City. And you're going to Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I know. So fun. Get it. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? I like ending with good news, so can we start with the bad? No, we're going to start with the good. Okay, that was a hypothetical question. (laughs) Denied. Denied. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion is going on tour this summer. She said, oh, we're having the tour this year. The Hot Girl Summer Tour is going to be 2024 summertime. I feel like I've never been able to be outside during my early days Mm. during the summer since 2019. So very excited to see Meg out on the stage. Now, here's the bad news. So apparently a lot of Nicki Minaj's minions, her fans, if you will, her barbs, have decided to possibly degrade the gravesite of Megan Thee Stallion's mother. So if you've missed this, Megan Thee Stallion and Nikki's Nikki have been beefing all week. So Megan put out a song called Hiss where she has a little dig at Nikki's husband, who's a registered sex offender. Nikki obviously didn't like that. Also did a diss track called Bigfoot where she made fun of the fact that she had gotten shot in the foot by Tory Lanez and also started talking about her mother and how she had passed. And so now security has been upped at the gravesite in Texas where her mother is laid to rest out of fear that Nicki Minaj's fans are going to um, degrade it and, and do stuff to, you know, make it. To, to be a part of this beef. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Isn't um, that disgusting? It's disgusting. Well, is somebody actually doing it or they're saying that they're just taking precautions just because I've never heard of anybody doing that before. I think there's chatter online. The barbs are very riled up. Nicki Minaj has been very active on social media, uh, social media, um, thanking them for making her song like it broke a record on a streaming service or something like that. Like it's even though the, the song, the diss track, Bigfoot's getting panned. Um, and if you listen to it, I mean, personal opinion, it's, it's, it's not that good. Um, <laughs> it's like 50% podcast, 50, 50% yeah. diss track. It, 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 it's odd. Um, you can kind of tell like it was like a rush job or whatever because she just wanted to get it out to, to get her digs in at Megan. Um, but the barbs are seriously so riled up and she's she's not telling them to do anything, but she is expressing so much love. Nikki is for her fans and her mm-hmm. barbs and everything that I think it's just like inciting them more that mm-hmm. they could potentially go out and um, and do something to Megan's mother's gravesite. Where are you at with all this, Mom? I just hate when fans get involved with hip-hop beef. Uh, I love when hip-hop beef stays on wax. When it stays in the studio, I think it's good for hip-hop. Uh, when you actually make records and you go at each other and you see who can rap better, that part of it I love. But when it gets to the point where it goes anywhere beyond that into any type of violence or people vandalizing graveyards, 
that's when you realize how much of a problem a lot of people really have. And I think it's disgusting to even think to do it. The fact that it was even a thought to me is like horrible. Yeah, to some extent, it's it's interesting to follow the storyline of like, oh, Megan's got beef with with Cardi or, or Nikki, And why do they have beef? And oh, she's putting out another diss track. It almost enriches the music. But like you said, when it comes to like somebody's gravesite, mm-hmm. I know that there are very normal, sane barbs out there. But the fact that this is even something we have to consider is like really, really sad. Now, my little um, Hollywood entertainment can conspiracy brain is pumping. Are you thinking, because nobody has vandalized it Mm -hmm. yet, it was just the cemetery saying, hey, we're going to up security. Do you think the Barb's didn't say anything, but Megan's team was like, let's do this to make the Barb's look bad? (gasps) Ooh. I I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, when you have like feuds like this, it's good for business for everybody. It is. Mm -hmm. I mean, this song sucks and it's doing really, really well. Um, So I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of like manipulating going on behind the scenes. So who knows? Yeah. And Meg's song is doing really, really good too. I think it's number one on Spotify right now. So she's winning no matter what. And I'm glad they're taking precautions. So nothing does happen. Okay, so you watched the David and Victoria documentary, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So good. So there's that one scene where <laughs> Victoria is talking about how, you know, she comes from a very working class family and David peeks his head in <laughs> yeah. and he's like, be honest. Well, now they're poking fun at it in a new Uber Eats commercial where uh, Spice, or Posh Spice is wearing a shirt that says my dad has a Rolls Royce and <laughs> this is what happened. So David and I are going to be in a little commercial. Be honest. I be am. honest. <sighs> okay. It's a big commercial. Tell them what it's during. David, I'm trying. No, tell them what it's during. I'm tr- okay, it's during the big baseball game. The super big baseball game. Oh, was it the hockey ball? Hockey, <laughs> hockey ball. Oh, and tell them about Jessica Aniston. <gasps> Jessica Aniston is going to be in it too. Thank you. We love Jessica. <laughs> we love Jessica. <laughs> I love it when celebs don't get defensive with stuff like this. Mm-hmm. They just em- lean into it, make it more funny. Embrace it. I love them as a couple so I much. I do, too. They're perfect. All right. Most of your favorite artist tracks are gone from TikTok starting today. I'll tell you why you won't hear Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, and more on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. Get it. The Burt Show. Trin walks in the door all excited about the new person they're seeing, but you know who that new person is, and you know their past, and it's not pretty. Do you tell your friend about it or not? This was one of the most awkward situations I've ever been in, in finding out that one of my really good friends has information that could potentially ruin one of his really good friend's complete marriage. So should you make those skeletons in the closet dance? And that's the question. (laughs) And so I flew out to celebrate a good friend of mine's uh, dinner. He had like a big dinner celebration for the fact that he got a new job and he invited like a bunch of people that he's close to from all of his different worlds. Friends he grew up with, friends he met recently, friends he works with, so on and so forth. So it's a huge group of us that are all coming together to celebrate him and his accomplishment. So we get there, and I don't think much of it at first. The night is going really well. It's like a dinner where they got the whole section closed off for us, and it's like all of his people, everybody's drinking, everybody's having a good time. At some point, you start to kind of see that there's like some rumblings going on in the room, and if you weren't a part of his group, you're not exactly sure why. So there were a group of about, I'd say, four or five men that all grew up with him. So they all went to high school together and they've known each other since then. So pretty much they, they, in the community that they grew up in, everyone knows everyone. It was like one of those. And everyone kind of knows everyone's business and that kind of situation. There's one guy that I guess came into that group later in life. So he wasn't really there 
from the beginning and from all of the things that transpired when they were growing up in high school. So my dude pulls me to the side and he's like, bro, I got to ask your advice on something because I really don't know how to handle this. And I feel like you're the person that's most equipped to help me. So I'm like, all right, I'm not thinking, what's, what could it possibly be? So the guy that didn't come into the group, uh, that wasn't there in the beginning, asked if he could come to the celebration dinner. My dude says, of course. He says, I want to bring somebody. Um, I'm excited about this, and I, I want to share some news, but I'm going to kind of share it on the low because I don't want to take away from y'all's moment. But when I bring the person, you're going to get why I'm even bringing it up. And the thing is, they went and got married. So they got married, but he didn't want to tell anyone that they got married at this particular place because it was about my guy. He didn't want to take away from the moment, but he knew when they came and they both had rings on Mm -hmm. that obviously people were going to have questions. But he had this whole thing about he wanted to marry her and not tell anybody until after it was done. He didn't even want to tell his family. I don't know that guy's life like that, but I just know that's the way he wanted to handle it. It all kind of started to make sense once I got the full story. So the full story is... He's under the impression that the woman that he married had a a relationship with one of the guys that were involved in that group of guys where they all grew up together. Mm -hmm. She admitted that. She's like, you know, because she knew they were all friends, this group, and she didn't want it to come out another way. So she came out and just said, listen, one of the guys in that group of men that you go and hang out with often, we had some back in the day. It was small. It wasn't a big deal. Whatever. It bothered him to the point where I guess a piece of him felt a little bit embarrassed to go through with the marriage, but he did it anyway. He didn't want anybody to get in his ear, and it's done now. So he shows up to the dinner with her. Some people are happy. My dude is a little hesitant on this one. Reason being, he's the closest to this guy. Like, he developed a relationship with him to where they became really good friends. The other guys, not so much. The problem is, he tells me that when he when he found this out, I guess his face, he was like a little shocked. It didn't show like full excitement. So he asked him, like, is everything cool, bro? Like, why did it seem like a little awkward? Is that me or? And at first he lied to him. It was like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. It was just a lot going on. Not a big deal, blah, blah, blah. Then he pulls me to the side and he's like, um, the guy is under the impression that she only had a relationship with one of us. Uh-oh. He said, the truth is, she had a relationship with all of us. All? How, all, how? All, all four guys. Huh. Like oh, boy. It's one of them situations. And he's like, a part of me feels like, uh, I, I, if he's happy, he's happy. Who cares, right? It's too late now. Mm-hmm. Like, what's done is done. What can be done? Yeah. But he's, like, the other part of me feels bad. Like, he just feels like, I got to tell him. So I'm like, <laughs> right. Well, you don't really have to tell him. Mm-hmm. Like you don't you don't have to. And he's and he and then he asked me. He was like, "Okay, so then tell me this. What you want to know?" And I'm like, "Oh, I was I, I I kind of tried to process it, and in that moment I thought to myself, should I lie? Because the, truthfully, if it's me, I would want to know. But you would want her to tell you. And I would also be upset that she didn't tell me the truth. Yeah. This is after the marriage. This is after the marriage. I don't want to know. It's done. I'm not saying anything. What's in the past is in the past. It's already done. Nothing you you could do about it. Well, I didn't lie. I told him if it was me, I would want to know. I don't think you should tell him. Like, I I, I personally think you should let it go and let them be happy. But if it were me, I would be pissed that you didn't tell me. I'm going to be Even after the marriage? Yeah, I would want to know. Even after the wedding day. What are you going to do about it, man? 
Yeah. Uh, probably leave. To no, be completely you are honest, not. I probably you're going to leave your marriage based on her past. Based on the fact that she lied to me. You completely lied to me. But, and, you, and you put me in this position where everybody knows this except me. Uh, and the like rumblings, I look like a complete fool. That's mm-hmm. how I would feel. Did she lie to you or did she just not reveal everything about her past? She lied. He asked her, like, is there anything I should know about your your, your past? Like, he straight up asked. But, and she, based, she withheld all of that information. But maybe she doesn't feel like he has to know. So it's not a lie, but she's like, why does he need to know who I was doing things with before we got together? Because he's marrying her. He feels like he should know what, like, if you're going to put me in a room with a group of men who you've been with all of them and mm-hmm. I married you, you should have been honest yeah. with me about that. It, it changes because he's friends with all of them, right? Mm-hmm. He knows all of them. So that's where it gets sticky. Um, Literally. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> Many times. Many times. So. <laughs> you, you walked straight into that one. Man, I did. This is where it gets I'm not divorcing her over it, but now my trust issues start. That's that's what would be the problem for me. Yeah. Is I don't know if I would be able to get past the whole trust issues part of it. So And the fact that she revealed that she had hooked up with one, right. she was like, ah, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. But I'm not gonna give you all four. She was just rounding down. They're just numbers. <laughs> one, <laughs> five. What's the difference? It's the bird show. The bird show. All right, we're adults here, so we shouldn't have to, in a condescending way, school you on what is a 911 call and what is not. Oh, no, we should. I guess we have to. You have to. My brother, who is a firefighter, who he now does training, but he was on a truck. He was on the buggy, which he despised, and that is called, that's the ambulance. And the calls that they got called out to... A majority of them were non-life-threatening. A lot of people would call 911 because they wanted a ride and they needed to get closer to, like, the hospital to wherever they were going to walk to. So here in Atlanta... It was gross. 911 calls have skyrocketed in in 2023. Um, The Emergency Services Department says that calls to 911 have increased by about 14% last year. One caller described that he was attempting to move pillows from one couch to another dispatcher, to a dispatcher. Uh, another call was asking about the score of a game. I mean, are you serious? And I think people, I think some people are just oblivious. I think other people think they're being funny. But what you're doing is you're taking away resources from people that may likely be experiencing a life-threatening situation. So listen to this stat right here. Out of 1.3 million calls, 1.3 million to 911 in Atlanta, only 45,000 calls were considered emergencies. What? Wow. That's, that's crazy. That's a very big ratio. Have you ever called 911? Like, have you guys mm-hmm. ever had to call it? I had to call it for um, my mom broke her back. She fell off a deck at my, my house and... When they don't answer because they're busy with something else and you have an actual emergency, the panic you feel because for you, like in an emergency, you're like, these are the people I can rely on. They're going to fix things. They will know what to do. And when you're on that phone and it's ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and your mom's lying there with a broken back because somebody wants to score for a game, Mm -hmm. like keep that in your mind when you make these stupid calls. There's someone on the line trying to get a hold of the emergency responders to help of because course. they're in crisis. I think people just... I can't believe we're even going connect. through this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's a non-emergency number, 311, which I have never called. I don't even know what that one's for. Um, well, it's for something that you think might be an emergency, but you're not 100% sure. 
I've called that number, call me a narc, but if I saw someone swerving all over the road mm. on the highway and I thought they were driving very recklessly and dangerously, like they were going to hit another car call, I would call, some would say 911, but I call 311. Okay. They can get in touch with the police, but I'm not taking away those resources from somebody who's about to get murdered. That's a ridiculous number here, man. All right, so I have a broad question. I don't want to, I don't want you guys to shoot a, a bunch of questions off of me while I'm asking, but I'm going to ask you guys anyway. In your relationships, when your significant other, like, let's say, goes out on a night, right? So, Kristen, let's say you're going out with our friend Molly, Mm -hmm. right? And you come home and Bart says, how was your night? What do you say? Um, I will say, I mean, if I'm hanging out with Molly, I definitely had a good time. Okay. Uh, so I'll say it was good and that there was anything special to highlight. Okay. Like anything of note then I would bring it up. But if it was just like a basic girls' night, have fun, we just chatted, had a couple drinks, whatever, I wouldn't like go into like like intense detail. You don't you don't volunteer any more info and then will Bart no. ask you like, so what else did you guys do or No, I no. mean if I mean if there was like any like good tea, like if I got any good tea that I need to spill to him or anything like that, or if we saw something crazy, then I'll pass it on. But if it was just like a generic night, then no. Okay. Cassie, same question for you also. So um, Chad knows you're going out with Kristen, uh, and he knows you guys are going to go uh, have dinner. So when you come home, what does the conversation look like? Real, uh, just highlights, if that. I'll be like, oh, Kristen says hi. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We, we had a great time. And then if he asks, I'll tell him whatever he wants to know. But I don't launch into details unless he wants to know them. And mm-hmm. then I would. But also, I'm not going to tell him the whole convo I had with Kristen because that right. was Kristen in my conversation and he was not part of it. So would he like ask you more questions about the mm-hmm. night? Like, did you guys go anywhere else? Did you stay at the uh, restaurant? I would probably offer that information, honestly. I would just be like, oh, yeah, and then we went to a bar after for drinks. It was super cute. We should go sometime. Okay, same question for the two of you guys. Uh, For me, it's pretty much similar. Nine times out of ten, it'll be like, it's cool. I had a good time, and that would be the end of it, unless she was asking for more information or something like out the ordinary happened or that was really funny. I would come home and be like, yo, I got a story. But nine times out of ten, it's like, it was cool. I had a good time. And then would your significant other, like, take it, that's it. So if you say, yeah, me and Bert just, we went, we just had some drinks. She'd go, okay, I hope you guys had a good time or whatever, and then move on to the next conversation. She'd probably say something like, so that's it? Like, (laughs) there's nothing else? And, And usually I'd be like, nah. That, that's really it. It just depends if anything of note happened. Like if I got some really good tea or if something big happened in the night, like, oh, we got hit on. Of course, like I'm going to come home and say something about my night. But if sometimes like when I hang out with people, I'm just done chatting for the rest of the night. So sometimes yep. I'll just be like, I'm good. And then end it there. Yeah. And if he was like starting to ask like an onslaught of questions, yeah, yeah. I would feel like it's an interrogation. Okay. Like, what are you trying to get out of me right now? Okay. Um, I was in a conversation with a friend the other day and I was telling her what I was doing that night. Um, and there were no follow-up questions or anything like that. And it felt so odd to me. So I started volunteering the info involuntarily, like laying out my entire night. And she's like, I didn't ask you for all that. (laughs) I'm like, isn't that this what people do? Like when you go out, you tell them about the whole night. And she said, I, I, no, not really. Like like a debriefing? Yeah, well, it's kind of like, so if Mo and I go out, right, and we watch yeah. a game, and then we decide we're going to go somewhere else, and then we have some drinks, and we um, end up meeting some other dudes, and then we go somewhere else, I would probably detail that whole night if somebody asked me what what you guys did. So I'm the complete opposite. I'm I'm more like her in that if, if my significant other comes home and says I went out, and I, I'm like, oh, how was it? I want her to tell me, like, it was good, we had a good time. 
That's all I want to know. And if she says we had a good time, you don't ask any follow-up questions. I'm cool. As soon as she starts <laughs> okay. telling me the details, I'm in my mind like, all right, I didn't want all this. But I now, know. if you ran into your ex and you didn't tell her, that would be an issue because that is something of note. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't volunteer that. <laughs> she, she doesn't know to ask you that. Be like, did you happen? Could you imagine? Like, okay, did you run into anybody you weren't supposed to run into? I don't know when right. this started for me, but um, in tracking it, I just vomit the entire evening on what we did, and and there's really no need for it. Yeah, no, ain't nobody care. Nah. <laughs> yes. I was gonna ask when you're telling your friends like what you did at night. Are you doing it because you're excited to share, like, what happened? Because I'll do that sometimes with Chad. Are you doing it because somewhere deep inside you just feel like you're supposed to lay everything transparently out because someone has made you feel that way in the past? That one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I'm not sure where it started. And I I think it had, well, (laughs) Kirsten. Um, (laughs) And now I realize, like, I don't got to show up that way. And you know how, like, when you're doing one thing and you've done it so long that way that you just. It becomes your norm. It becomes your norm. And then when somebody says, that's not really, that's that's not normal. You're like, well, uh, well, if it's not normal, I have to ask everybody on the bird show. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I would say is be careful you don't pendulum swing the opposite direction. Because if Chad went out and I was like, how was your night? And he's like, good. And he said nothing else. Yeah. I would be like, mm-hmm, so what happened that you feel like you're not telling me any highlights or, you know, your friend Mark doesn't say hi. It feels sketchy. So you, it, it's like a weird balance to not raise red flags. So the, the just responding with goods feels sketchy to me, like you're not volunteering. No, I totally That's, agree. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If you just say good, but if you say, great, Kristen <laughs> says hi, dinner was amazing, the food's so good there, we should go sometime, that's enough information for me. It mm-hmm. makes me feel like you're open to talking about the night. If I had a question, you would answer it. But if you're just like, good, I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for something else. Like, what happened? If you start dictating the entire conversation you have with people while you're at dinner, I'm going to be like, can you please leave so I can watch my murder <laughs> stories? Yes. I am going to block you out. Yay. Yeah, I'm not okay. listening to that. All right, lesson learned. It's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.